Welcome to Life Study of the Bible, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. In 1924, Witness Lee was dynamically saved by the Lord as a young man in his native China, and he promptly consecrated the rest of his life to the gospel. He co-labored with Watchman Nee for parts of the next three decades, and in 1962, Witness Lee was led by the Lord to come to the United States. During his 35 years of service to the Lord in America, he ministered in weekly meetings and weekend conferences, delivering thousands of spoken messages. Much of his speaking has since been published as more than 400 titles, many of which have been translated into numerous foreign languages. He gave his last public conference in February 1997 at the age of 91. We're happy today to be able to bring you recorded excerpts from his speaking and encourage you to contact us if you have any further questions or comments. Please send email to radio at lsm.org. Now, let's join today's program. The Apostle Paul's writings in the New Testament are rich with the use of metaphors. He frequently used metaphors to help convey the deep and profound meaning of the highest spiritual truths contained in Scripture. Two such metaphors are found in 2 Corinthians chapter 3. In this chapter, we the believers are first likened to letters letters of Christ being written or inscribed by the apostles with the Holy Spirit as the ink. How about that? Later in chapter 3, we become mirrors that both behold and reflect the glory of the Lord. Metaphors like these, inspired by the Spirit himself, do help unlock the unsearchable riches of Christ, both in our experience and in the working out of God's great plan of full salvation. Francis Ball has joined us. Francis, welcome back to the program today. Thank you very much, Chris. It's always good to be here, and particularly on this message. I think we're going to see something unfolded that will make a big difference in our understanding of what happens in our lives as the Word is ministered to us. Yes, and uh, there is an element of that, I think, in both of these metaphors that will come through today. We'll see them somewhat linked together. The first one, that is these spiritual letters that Paul is talking about, uh, appears in chapter 3. Verse 3, since you are being manifested that you are a letter of Christ ministered by us, inscribed not with ink, but with the spirit of the living God, not in tablets of stone, but in tablets of hearts of flesh. Francis, we've touched this verse uh, a time or two now in this life study of Second Corinthians, but we come back to it today, I would say, with some more development. Uh, some more unfolding, and uh, the metaphor is really quite rich, isn't it? It really is rich and really shows us what happens as the Word is ministered or served to us to make us uh, actually the letters. It's something being written. As we are listening and as we are getting these words into us, something is being written into us and also written into the hearts of the apostles. Yes, both. Two letters going yes. and being written at the same time. Or one letter in with two copies, yeah. I think, was how Ed Marks uh, phrased it one day when we were talking about this verse. It's quite a remarkable yeah. uh, parallel here. It's like Brother Lee once said, you have two original copies. Yeah. 
One being written in our hearts and then the same letter being inscribed of us into the hearts of the apostles or the minister or the serving one, as we'll see today. This word uh, minister, it rightly understood, actually means serve, to serve or uh, servants. So mm-hmm. uh, why don't we go to Witness Lee for this first portion, then we'll get a chance to come back and talk about it some more. One point in these few verses is the essence of the ministry of the new covenant. In chapter 3, the concept of essence is implied here in verse 3. Here, Paul says, being manifested that you are a letter of Christ, ministered by us. Ministered, this word ministered really means served. Served. I believe if we change the served, it is so evident. You right away understand. Ministered. Paul says it is manifested that you are a letter of Christ served by us. We, the apostles, served him. But he realized just to use the word served is not adequate. So he added inscribed. The word inscribed here is a kind of an explanation of the word served. What does served mean here? It means inscribed. Not just written but inscribed, you know, to uh, write something on a a piece of paper or on a piece of wood or even on a piece of stone, that is just a kind of painting. But to inscribe is a kind of cutting. Okay, inscribed, not, listen, look at the preposition. Wait, not by. Wait, ink. Which here indicates that ink is a kind of essence, an element used by the writer or by the inscriber. Which ink? Suppose now I'm writing with this ball pen. I'm the writer and this ball pen is the instrument. Then what is the element, the essence, that is used for the writing. The ink. Could you see this? Here, the Holy Spirit is not the writer. Even not the instrument. But wait. Wait, the Spirit as the essence. Francis, as he was uh, developing this uh, picture, this metaphor, he really touched on three key points here. Uh, the third one being this matter of the, the essence, the ink or the spirit being the essence. We're going to come to that, I think, in the next section. So uh, let's focus mainly on these first two, unless you have some other feeling. Number one, that the uh, the ministers here really are serving. To minister is to serve Christ, and the service implied uh, the writing, but more so, it uses this word inscribed. I think both of these are, are quite good points, don't you? Yeah, it is quite something how he's using this. 
word serve because that really is what happens when a person ministers the word in the, with the spirit and he's ministering something into people, not just teaching them something outwardly, but ministering something into him. And he likens this in one place and maybe on this message, I don't remember for sure, but that this is like a waitress or a stewardess yeah. on the airlines. Right. They serve you serve you with food or serve you with a blanket or serve you with a pillow, whatever you need, they're there to serve you. And this is something along that line. The apostle is serving the people with something that is being inscribed into them. When you put these two words together, you realize that something is being served, but that thing that's being served is also being inscribed. And I like his reference here to cutting. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not just writing something, it's cutting something. And this is really what happens in us. As the apostle is ministering here, even as I'm reading these messages again, I'm realizing how much these messages are really cutting something into me. Yeah, that's a very good picture. Another point we might want to make for just a minute, and that is to keep the various participants in the right place here as we look at this metaphor. The spirit is not the instrument nor actually is the Spirit the writer. Uh, the Apostle here is identified the Apostles as the instruments through which this uh, letter is being inscribed. We, the hearers in this case, are the blank piece of paper. What starts out as blank pieces of paper that become the actual letter, but uh, the ink, that is really the Spirit here, isn't it? It's very interesting because so many people think of the Spirit, they think of something in power, Yes. something... Uh, dynamic in that way but uh, the spirit here is really the ink that's being used or it that is the essence of what's working its way into our being through the ministry of the apostle i like the fact that you pointed out that the minister is really imparting the ink into uh the hearer and in this uh, instance this word inscribing meaning cutting or etching it into so there's it's not just a superficial uh kind of coloring Uh, It's much deeper than that, isn't it? It certainly is much deeper than that. I think from experience we can testify that it's not just like a soft pen writing on us, but it's more like a cutting instrument that's really inscribing. I like this word, inscribing. I'd like this to be inscribed into me, that I could become a result Mm -hmm. of all this inscribing. Okay, in this portion, as we mentioned a moment ago, we're going to focus on the third of these three things he really talked about, and that is the essence, the ink is the essence. And the ink, of course, referring to the Spirit. Actually, the verse says that we read, not with ink, but with the Spirit of the living God. Uh, verse 18 in chapter 3, one we've uh, read many times, uh, comes back to this point and I think helps us understand what the process that is implied in this metaphor. But we all, with unveiled face, beholding and reflecting like a mirror, the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, even as from the Lord Spirit. It's actually the second metaphor, but really they're making the same point. I think one underscores the other, as we'll see. Why don't we go back to Witness Lee? The ministry of the new covenant is not a kind of teaching. Your teacher in all the schools never passed some essence into your being. They just teach you a lot of things. They put into you a lot of concepts, new essence. 
But the New Testament or New Covenant ministry is not to teach you, but to inscribe you, to inscribe on you. Not with the concept, not with the knowledge, not with theology, but with some essence. Something real, something substantial. This is the essence of the ministry of the new covenant. In chapter 3, verse 3, the spirit here is not considered as a person. It's not considered as an instrument. Neither it is considered as a power, strength, ability. Neither a gift, a talent. But it is considered as an essence with which the inscribing is dead. What is the spirit? The spirit is just life. And the essence is just life. You would never think that the spirit refers to the essence. But the spirit in this chapter doesn't mean the person, the instrument the power, strength, and so forth, it really means the essence. Even this concept is confirmed in verse 18. Verse 18 says, with unveiled face, we look at the glory, and we are being transformed from glory to glory, as from the Spirit. Glory is an essence. We are being transformed with the glory as essence. And here from glory means what? From the spirit. The glory and the spirit are synonyms. From glory to glory as from the spirit. The glory is the spirit and the spirit is the glory. Okay. Now, the spirit in this chapter is not the person. It's not the instrument, remember this, but the essence. Francis, maybe a lot of people don't think in the theological realm there is such a thing as essence, but actually essence is quite a wonderful thing. Every life has an essence to it. And here, in this chapter, of course we know the Spirit does have a person associated with it. The Spirit is not an inanimate thing. But the aspect of the Spirit that Paul is really underscoring here is this matter that the Spirit is the essence of the Godhead. It's really the life element, isn't it, of God? Isn't that marvelous, Chris, that there is such a essence that's being impressed or being implanted or being inscribed into our being through the ministry of the Spirit or the ministry of this New Testament covenant is really putting God's covenant, which is He Himself, into us as the essence of our being. I think this is really marvelous, and it goes much deeper than just having some kind of teaching. Yeah. And we just get clear about things. But this puts something genuine, something real, and even something practical, as we'll see, into our being. Yeah, I think uh, as we consider the great ministers or great preachers, we tend to think of 
of those who, you know, have the gift of teaching and really have this ability to unlock the Word of God and show us things that we didn't see before. Not that that isn't a part of it, Mm -hmm. but the real minister, the real servant or the real uh, instrument in this context is one that is far more than just teaching or even enlightening. They are actually adding something to us, aren't they? That's right, and that comes out in a way that I believe it will show us later in our next session, I think we'll see how this comes out. When it's been inscribed into us, ministered or served into us, what is the result? What happens? Well, we'll save some time then to talk about that. Uh, let's go back now to verse 8 and 9. We began with verse 3, talking about these letters being inscribed with the Spirit of the living God. Verse 8 says, How shall the ministry of the Spirit not be more in glory? For if there is glory with the ministry of condemnation, much more the ministry of righteousness abounds with glory. Of course, the ministry of condemnation in this context of chapter 3, it's talking about the Old Testament, uh, the Old Covenant, the Old Testament ministry of the law, the law of Moses. And with that ministry, uh, Francis uh, almost inevitably comes guilt, condemnation, and the result is always spiritual death, isn't it? That's what the Bible says. It's a ministry of condemnation and death. But there's another ministry, the one we've been talking about today, and uh, even the old one, even that one that is passing away, even that one that brought guilt, condemnation, and death had an element of glory associated with it. But the ministry of the New Testament, how glorious is this one? Even abounds in glory. It abounds in glory. The other came with glory, right? but this one abounds in glory. Well, let's go back to Witness Lee. Verse 9 says, For if the ministry of condemnation, the old covenant ministry, was of two things. It was of death and of condemnation. The new covenant ministry is of an essence of two aspects. The first aspect is the aspect of the spirit. And the second is the aspect of righteousness. Look at this little table. Made of wood. Okay, the new covenant ministry is of the spirit and righteousness. And this table is of wood and paint. But mainly of wood and partially of the paint. And the new covenant ministry is constituted with the spirit and a kind of paint. And that paint is the righteousness. Wood is the substance and paint is the appearance. The new covenant ministry is exactly the same. It has its substance and it has its appearance. The spirit is the substance, and the righteousness is the appearance. You got inscribed with the spirit. In other words, you got a lot of essence added into your being. What is within you is the spirit. But what appears outside of you, that is mainly not considered as the spirit. And that is mainly considered as righteousness. Since you leave Christ, 
something we can use so substantial, so living, so moving, so active and so forth, outside you, when you do anything, you do it rightly. This is the result of the new covenant ministry. The new covenant ministry has inscribed the essence into your being. And this essence has two aspects. The inner aspect and the outer aspect. The inner aspect is the living spirit moving in you. And the outer aspect is just the righteousness as an appearance. Well, the verses say in verses 8 and 9 that it's the ministry of the Spirit and then that it's the ministry of righteousness. One, the inward element, the inward essence. The other becomes the outward expression. But the linkage between these two is, is really the key matter, it seems to me. Yes, I think this is a, a very clear picture of what is transpiring in any believer who has opened himself to the ministry of the Spirit to impart and inscribe that in himself, which is really the Spirit and really is a glory. And this glory has a kind of shining, and that outward shining is righteousness. To me, it's very interesting and marvelous that we are being inscribed with something inwardly that is the Spirit and is really the glory. And that outwardly, that comes out in our behavior, our daily living, as righteousness. And this, to me, is really the practical way for us to realize that we are being transformed. As we behold him and our face is unveiled, in other words, all the veils that blind us from seeing what God's really saying, we have the veil taken away, right. and then we have the transmitting or the inscribing of all the reality of the Spirit into our being so that we glow with this. And this glowing comes out in righteousness. So you have glory mm-hmm. and you have righteousness. This new covenant ministry is really a ministry of glory and of righteousness, or life and righteousness. It seems, uh, in, on one hand, somewhat ironic, uh, if you think about it, uh, with the result being righteousness, that righteousness is not attached to the old covenant here, the covenant of the law and of letters and of, in a sense, of behavior. That was a covenant related to behavior, right? But righteousness is attached to the new covenant, Mm -hmm. which is not a covenant of behavior. It's a covenant of this impartation of the essence of God himself into our being, inscribed, etched, uh, cut into our being with the result that there is the outward expression of righteousness, but not not how we would think of it in our natural thought, is it? That's right. No, because we would think we have to do something, we have to perform something, we have to learn something, and then we try to live that thing out. And this is the old covenant idea, right? that you're given something to do, and you should do it. And some people have told me, well, if I just keep the Ten Commandments, I'll be all right. But actually, that doesn't make you all right. If you could do it. (laughs) If you were even doing it, even could do it. But this is something that really is inscribed into our being, and it has an expression. I like this uh, mirror and reflection here. Yeah. If you behold as a mirror, you're the mirror. You behold as a mirror the glory of the Lord. You are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory. Or you might say from spirit to spirit. 
because the spirit and the glory are really the same thing. Wonderful picture. It says beholding and reflecting, and while this is going on, this transforming work is underway within our being, the spirit of the living God really being etched, inscribed, cut into us, and as you said, manifesting itself with a marvelous, glorious, radiating expression of God himself, the really the definition of righteousness. Right. How marvelous is this, Francis? Very marvelous. I really appreciate this message, and I really appreciate seeing this comparison. And these two metaphors are so helpful. Really so. Thank you again, as always. It's, uh, it's our joy and pleasure to have you here. It's my privilege and pleasure to be here. Thank you. Our toll-free number, if you would like to contact us about getting the printed life study, we're still in volume one. It's a two-volume set for the book of uh, Second Corinthians. Uh, that's available to you, uh, as well as the other materials that we offer at Living Stream. And uh, if you'd like to reach us toll-free, it's 1-888-LIFE-STUDY, 888-543-3788. Our mailing address is Living Stream Ministry, Post Office Box 2121, Anaheim, California, 92814. Or you can send email to radio at lsm.org. Once again, thank you. And for Francis Ball, I'm Chris Wilde. Thank you very much for listening today. You've been listening to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee. For 21 years, Witness Lee conducted a comprehensive life study, unveiling how the Bible presents Christ coming to be life to man. These audio programs are based on those messages. But to get the full riches of the life study, we hope you'll visit our website, lifestudy.com. From there, you can read over 1,800 life study messages in their entirety, or download more audio programs like this one, all free of charge. Again, the website is lifestudy.com. Thanks for listening today.